Hey guys, welcome to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Allen. Yes! You know, this podcast is dedicated to bringing honest, authentic conversations so that you can have a healthy, happy, healthy, juicy love life. Here's Crazy Juicy Love. Welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I have this guy, Rish Mitra, who's an engineer and a father of this a handsome two and a half year old. Uh, welcome to Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. How you doing, man? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, um, no, I'm really doing good. I'm doing. I'm, I'm well. We, we we. I want to talk a little bit about how we met. It's a little uncanny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was the best part, actually, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so we were introduced by um, Sabrina, mm-hmm. and she connected us on Facebook. And yes. I, like, I think you guys, you know, get along, blah, blah, blah. And so, did I, did I write you? I'm not sure. I don't remember who wrote who first. I, I think, like, um, I think I kind of replied to uh, that uh, common thread, and then uh, we just basically decided to call one day and then you called me on uh, on a Saturday that weekend. I think that was the first time we and, talked. Yeah, and then the thing, like, the things that we connected on, I was just like, oh, who boy. are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the books we've read, the things that we well, just like. Yes, yes. like. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like, the I think the first time, you, uh, the first day we had a call, and I remember, like, I was at a conference, and you were about to get into a conference, and yeah. we just started talking and we talking, just and going like, and going. Oh, hey, uh, I'm about to be in a conference right back. now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, but that, that was, that, that's when you know that, you know, like, you said it, I said it, the same thing, like, bro, we, we got to connect and we got to talk more about these, these topics that we yeah we did and we about. we talked a lot it's been really great <laughs> yes. um, so tell people who you are and tell them also about this new thing that you're creating too uh, <laughs> <laughs> so first of all thank you thank you for uh, having me and uh, so i am an engineer by profession but uh, really currently uh i'm i'm a uh, getting into a venture uh, mission, however you want to call it, uh, to serve men and dads. Uh, and it, it came from my own journey and own um, own trauma and how I healed beyond that. Uh, but I have to say, first of all, like, you know, every time someone asks me who I, I am, I used to say I'm an engineer. And now I say, you know, uh, after all this work that I've done, on, uh, done is uh, I'm a dad, uh, you know. Uh, I, yeah. He's my world and uh, he's everything to me. And uh, there's a lot of this, uh, that, that work that I'm doing, that I talk to you offline, uh, is really, I mean, uh, because uh, I'm a dad and I see in his eyes and uh, and I realized that, yeah, I mean, we need to do something about it. Like one of the areas that are really not getting enough attention and raise awareness to it. And so one other thing that I'm doing, uh, uh, as I told you, is uh, 
um, creating this, uh, launching this podcast pretty soon, um, which will be named, uh, which is basically named Dads and Deadlifts. Uh, we can talk about the names. Yes. A lot of people. It wasn't called that before, I don't think. (sighs) Yeah. No. So it's called Dads and Deadlifts from the very beginning, but I did add uh, a program or a project or initiative, however you want to call it, uh, to it called Man Up. Mm -hmm. So really, um, my, the, the, the name still the same. So I'm trying to launch it, launch this platform to raise awareness to, uh, like men's brain health, uh, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, racial abuse. Uh, you just name it. Like, uh, like I, I was uh, doing a lot of research over past, you know, five, six months now. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I do want to mention, uh, this had been my passion project for the last 18 months. And, uh, and finally I'm like, okay, you know, there was a lot of, uh, doubt, like, uh, who's going to listen to this? But uh, finally I'm like, no, I mean, uh, there's, a, there's, I need to share my story. I need to, this is, this is something that's lacking, especially after seeing the research and I'm going to just, uh, quickly just read just a little bit of the research uh, because this is May is Mental Health Awareness Month and June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month and the statistics is crazy. Uh, Men accounts for 70% of all suicides by the National Association of Mental Illness and men's suicide rate is 3.5 times than women. I mean it's crazy. One in 10 men suffers from depression and anxiety. Six out of 10 men have some sort of trauma or PTSD. They're two times more likely to get addicted to some sort of substance than women. And CDC have done a research and where 49% men accepted that they they felt depressed at some point of time, then they admitted in real life with their partners or friends or families. And it all came about, uh, and basically what uh, 2011 Psychology Today, uh, Dr. Richard Gardner uh, have wrote this article uh, that talking about sexually abused boys and men they become, in that article he did mention, and that actually caught my attention, is the masculine gender expectations tend to teach boys that they can be victims. And that's how you grow up. And then you feel ashamed that you want to talk about it. You don't, you don't reach out. So that's basically the platform I'm creating um, raise awareness uh, to, for men to open up, that it's okay. It's okay to open up. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to be vulnerable. There's a beauty in it. It's it's not a sign of weakness. Uh, it's actually a sign of strength that you can be very honest about yourself and show up as your authentic self. Right, and it's also a sign of like healing and taking care of yourself, oh, and absolutely. a sign and learning how to tackle and deal and letting letting some of that stuff go over time. Um, and, and, and this is like, you're, you're, you're just giving me so much information right now. Um, 
I'm going to start off with you with a quote too. It's from Brene Brown, and Brene Brown said, "I, uh, I, I." I just, just <laughs> the research queen. <laughs> yes. yes. And she says, we go out of our way to avoid being vulnerable because it makes us seem fragile. We man up every morning, which is emotional armor. So nothing won't hurt us when in fact we're hurting ourselves. We teach each other bad behavior. Oh my God. My girl, right there. Yep. <laughs> oh, you, you can't. You, you, uh, that's that's just that's just this, so it, true. It, it just like brings me to. Um, I know we're like diving into some stuff here. Um, there's a a therapist who I occasionally listen to her podcast, and she has a podcast called "Where Do We Begin." And so it's a um, it's Esther, actually with Esther Perel, somebody you probably would love. It's not like men per se, but the podcast is, is about is a uh, the first time uh, session with a couple, both mm-hmm. both men and women. I think there maybe yep. some gay couples, but most mostly, I think they're all. The first season is all straight couples, but and I tell you, every single man in that episode, every because there's a different man every episode cannot articulate themselves and how they felt and what they were dealing with. Not one of them. And one of them that stood out, stands out to me, it's uh, this couple, the guy had lost uh, a significant amount of weight. And so what, well, I didn't know this, but when, when a person in a relationship loses a significant amount of weight, they don't know themselves to be in that size. So they felt like when they were that size, they missed out on a lot of sex, a lot of like hunting, and a lot of like all this, all these things. So uh, the, the probability is that person who lost a lot of weight will leave the relationship because they're discovering themselves and who they are in this new body, this new world. They don't want that old life anymore. And if you're in a relationship, you are a part of that old life that fell in love with this old person. Wow. So once you shed that 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 um that old self now who is this new self does it will would this new self be with this person right here right now mm-hmm. but anyway going to but this dude cannot really i i don't know how she did it the therapist but even he was like one two word answers that she she was really good and she could answer full sentences for him and i was just like what what is happening here like why this man can't articulate what he needs or wants to say to his wife and the woman the wife is like well why didn't you tell me that why can't you answer that why this she she was like he like he was just like i don't know like he just didn't have any words so mm-hmm. just over the years that i i, I deal with this with even with myself like you know it was a wake-up call for me when yeah my a guy that i dated i interviewed him based on this project of like about myself and i said uh one of the last questions was have i done anything to hurt you that i don't know about and he said well he said <laughs> and he was like are you ready and i was like sure i'm ready i'm here to listen you know i'm not gonna respond and he said well when we got into arguments you just shut down like you like i didn't know what was going on there was it was like a done deal and then my, mm. in my mind i was like oh that's not good 
like because I don't have the ability to talk and conversate with the person I'm in a relationship with like we have no chance like if I'm always shutting down like we have nowhere to go like <laughs> like right it's it's a done deal yeah no that's 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 so uh and by the way I do know Esther Perel like like I I listen to her uh TED talks and I listen to her talks all the time and she's amazing amazing yeah. uh but no I think I think that's that's one of the uh block uh one of the blocks that we men have I mean we uh compartmentalize things right it's just more like a project and trust me I was I was there um and there are times that I I won't have anything to say uh, and there are times I would drag a argument and because I don't have anything to say so I'm like okay give me some time and it can be 3 days a week what's happening is basically now you're creating this habit it's a pattern now, right yeah i used to be the same way oh my god <laughs> so now now it's just not becoming that argument now it just becomes a whole pattern that now you're constantly repeating it because you're telling yourself your mind is telling yourself that it's okay that's how you work yeah this is like you're right exactly you're it's like you you're one the pattern is you're avoiding you're avoiding you're avoiding yourself you're avoiding yeah. a situation and you're avoiding the other person and two and yeah. and this is such a bad habit i see not only men do it but women too they say well this is the way i am it's like no that's the way you learn to be that way right <laughs> yeah you know yeah no and i think go ahead no so you can you can unlearn and learn new behaviors oh my god oh 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 <laughs> this is such a such a important thing you said because the other day i i was writing something that uh someone asked me uh you know i mean you need just need to you know like i feel like you you're a totally new person and uh you know like you, you i feel like you found yourself i'm like no it's not about finding myself no i feel like sometimes at least for me it became your it's about unbecoming what you yeah. have become through society through environmental environmental uh, learning and through trauma that you experience just needs to get down and really do some inner self healing and search that who was i as a kid i was not like this right as as a as a child uh throughout our uh basically growing up we all feel we all learn and that's how we start becoming something that we forget like who we were yeah so sometimes it's just unbecoming what we have become yeah so yeah so talk to me about like you know the tell the folks about your like how did your journey to this unbecoming and becoming who you are right now like how like take us into that yeah so basically you know it all started uh, with uh, uh my divorce Mm-hmm. Well, it not all started with my divorce. Um but you know, I had a I had a bad marriage and uh and this was my second divorce. And so that kind of wakes you up. It's like, okay, um yeah. I need to start and I always been that guy. Like I I I always go and search like okay, what exactly I need to learn from this, right? I maintain my own school card if I may say so. Mm-hmm. Uh 
and and understand like is there something i could have done is there something you know like i need to grow and all that uh but i had my own share of infidelity i had my own share of uh, uh abuse that i had went through right um what i learned that there were there were no one to reach out to when i wanted to talk to initially there was a denial that now nah, this this is this is not happening to me right uh what was that happening to you how is it possible uh that uh like i had been cheated upon right uh or emotionally or psycho- psychologically abused like come on i'm i'm a confident guy like i'm i go to work and i do stuff like now nah, this this i cannot be a victim and that's that's where a lot of lot of men don't understand that uh it, the, the signs mm. and you can be the strongest person but still doesn't mean that you are not being abused in certain ways and that's that's where uh there's there's a line and and it's controversial i understand uh and this is why a l- lot of people kind of cringe like eh. and this has all been like kind of i feel how we are as human beings like kind of like throughout the years have kind of gone through for example uh how like okay so just talking about it like men has been portrayed like yeah you're the you know strong man imagine this like a uh, marlboro man right like imagine him him walking into a counselor's office and say hey i'm a, i'm emotionally abused or i'm i'm depressed that's not going to jive with his personality right? right so that's how men had been portrayed and i i actually go further beyond like marketed book that yep you got to be strong and research shows that and we don't talk enough about it and at the end of the day abuse is an abuse it doesn't know gender it doesn't know race uh so the fact that you need to understand that and that's very difficult and it it was difficult for me to understand for a long time until i went to my own counseling sessions and i haven't even talked about it. I was talking about like okay I need to improve myself I need to talk about trauma that I had uh, faced in childhood and in a couple of weeks my counselor basically asked me I want to talk to you about your marriage I'm like what What do you mean He's like no I I want to talk to you about your marriage I'm like okay sure I'll talk about it um and that's when I started realizing and she gave me tools to understand patterns and how things are happening in my life and that's when i, I was very uh cautious about everyday things that were happening so i'm curious about the patterns that she was pointing out <clears throat> like what was like like what were some of the patterns cuz like someone who's hearing it's like well how do i know i'm in a pattern because mm-hmm. i you know we you know those patterns come from like core beliefs that we have about ourselves and so we end up in a relationship that sort of sort of uh reflect those patterns back to us that we've been sometimes it only comes if you are aware and your therapist 
brought right. into your attention because most right. of us walk around with a mask or like you know especially a lot of men i'm tough i'm this that doesn't happen to me yeah you know and it's like well no it happens even to the people who do who are doing this work at least we're, right. we're catching it faster than most people are right uh, but i'm curious of like what were some of the patterns that your your therapist started to point out that you were unaware just a simple just a simple thing of uh you know that repetitions of uh making fun of uh and we think like as a couple like you know there's there's a point where it's all fun and games but then after a certain point it becomes a uh more of a i would say emotional abuse because you cannot keep ridiculing people or your partner basically right so what, um, what i mean so what i'm hearing you saying like you said like being made fun of like ridicule in a relationship mm-hmm. you, just, you just thought it was like just being being fun Right. Initially I was like, oh yeah. I mean, and I I I'm I'm the first person if you ask my friends and families, everyone, like I I just joke about myself all the time because right. in the reason is I honestly am very confident in myself. So it that doesn't affect, but that doesn't also take away from the fact that you are being abused. Right. From your partner. I can see uh, name calling. Name calling. Um that's one of my that was one of my pet peeves uh in any relationship. Uh no matter how you communicate with each other but a serious name calling is something that needs to stop the very first time it happens right yeah it's and it's, it's I'm, i'm glad you brought that up because it's like one i know that happened to me but it really brings me to uh sort of a friend of mine he he was kind of joking that he called his fiance a bitch one day he's like oh that got her yeah just like i just i just kind of cringe and i was just like man you once you let that once you let that that kind of name calling don't open, open that floodgate man i mean it's it, it's, it's it's you know <laughs> it's it's it, your relationship goes downhill and then you come into this bad cycle right um, and you know i i can totally relate to you like in the beginning of one of my first relationships like that it was it was it was a joke at first but then when i noticed it wasn't a joke um when i remember one of my best friends he slept over my apartment over our apartment and he was doing the same sort of like pattern name calling thing towards him and then the next morning he was like you know i love you but i can't i can't be over here anymore i just can't take that and then i then that kind of like woke me up I was like oh and then i started to see it happen with other people when he interact with them and then i right. stopped then i stopped laughing because i was like oh this person he's trying to make himself look better and because mm-hmm. he doesn't really love himself and and i was just like okay enough is enough yeah. you know and that and that and i was so unaware until my friend said something then i was like okay this i don't feel good knowing that my friend doesn't want to be around us because of yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's that's so true because, you know, uh, and I really believe in it because at the end of the day, um, yeah, we joke about it between our friends like we, you know, we all names and all that. But at the end of the day, if you really go by energy and uh, healing and partnership and a trust and all these good things a relationship should be, 
the end of the day, name calling and all this are negative energy in the relationship. Yeah. <clears throat> If you respect someone, you're not gonna call names. Period. No matter how mad you get, it doesn't yeah. matter. And that's just my principle, and it's against my principle. Uh, and it should be uh, for everyone, men or women, both sides. Yeah. I'm not taking any sides at this point. Like it's just basically you should not be. Uh, so that's that's another uh, probably uh, you know one thing that always uh, a huge factor, uh, at least have been for me, and I, I tell people that you know don't don't let that happen too often. The, Maybe you guys need to sit down and talk and create a boundary. Like, hey, yeah. this is a no-no. Yeah, it's it's, it's hey. something like yeah. I think I, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, but you know, in you know, on the Red Table Data Pickett show with Will um, and one one episode she had Will Smith on. <clears throat> yeah, and he 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 said that that was one of his number one role: no name calling, no bitch, no nothing. Yep. He's like because I he said I grew up watching my dad do that to my mother and I was he's like mm-hmm. I am not repeating that pattern. So when <laughs> Jada called him the N word, she was he was like, let's go to the other room. He was like, this we cannot be in a relationship <laughs> if name calling happens. He said because it leads to other things and it led to his father, you know, abusing his yeah. physically abusing. His mother, because those, you know, it does lead to other things. Because now you're training this person, that you're training the person who's abusing you to treat you any kind of way, and they'll keep testing and going further and further. And right. you know, I was sharing this with some some female friends of mine uh, that, like, one time, uh, he the guy I was uh, in a relationship with when he gets he gets angry, it was really bad. That one time he nearly pushed me in the street, um, and I was just like, I remember getting so mad. I was like, wanting to fight him, and I was just like, Oh, this is like, no, this is not good. Like, why would I want to fight the first, the person who I want to be with? Like, I, I was like, No, this is this is not a good, healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I completely agree because this is this this is something like a huge thing for me and um, and to to really kind of top it off. One last thing I would say is uh, if you start second guessing yourself in terms of what your partner is saying, um, and you know that that's not true in your heart. Because we all know who we are right. in our gut. We might not admit it to everyone. We can be the worst possible guy, or we can be the best guy. Doesn't matter. We know in our heart, in our gut, our intuition never lies to us. And if you start sensing that, listen to it. Yeah. Listen to it because yes, you know, if someone is telling you otherwise that oh uh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Uh, You are crazy, or you have this, you have that. And the biggest one, those people, the abuser would say, or would say, "Well, you're why are you so sensitive?" You know, I used to get, I was just like, and I I used to feel bad about that because I used to get made fun of as a as a kid. Why am I so sensitive? It's like, well, those feelings, what you just said, are telling you something that that does not feel good. And this, yes, what you just said, you know, 
Um, and it really took me a long time actually to figure that out. And only because, not only because, but it wasn't until Oprah would say this, say it over and over and over again to different people. And I was just like, there must be something in this that must be true that th- there are our feelings are indicators to tell like, hmm, well, there's something there is warning me that this doesn't feel good and we need to start paying attention. And again, I was going back to my friends who were talking about abuse and I was just like, there, that person who is, you're in a relationship has been that way for a long time. And oftentimes we ignore them because of how we were brought up, the beliefs that we have. We want to like be in a relationship that depends on where we are in a relationship. This is, this is my first relationship. I was just like, I was, I had to prove myself that I could be in a relationship. Right. You know, I, like it was just all this man up, they take it, compromise, all this bullshit, you know? Yeah. And when I, when I finally, like, I remember pausing this video of Oprah and I had to like really like pause. Were there indicators, were there warning signs, not only like physically, but within myself that was warning me, hmm, this is not right. And I was like, yeah. And it kept coming over and over and over again. And I was just like, how the fuck did I miss that? Like, right. I, I was just like, and then I like, then I went from relationship to people, every person I dated, like, oh my God, like all those warning signs of like, and my gut was right there, but I ignored it. I just like, I just ignored every, I was, I was just like, yeah. whoa. And this is, this is, <laughs> this is very common because the only reason, because I was reading and these are the things that, you know, kind of helped me feel is um i was reading because uh all these books and all that it basically comes down to uh ego because our ego doesn't want to admit it that we are wrong the choices we have made at the end of the day like yes and i still say this is and i'm as i said like i'm very critical thinker i'm very analytical about like my own self like I can blame everything on the external environment but at the end of the day that's not going to help me at the end of the day I need right. to take responsibility for myself so I I let that happen to me and the reason what you just said and what uh, I, I had been through is we don't like to and it's not like we oh my god it's so good it's <sighs> the ego that stops us and it's, that it's, it not, is you are not wrong it's just like they're wrong I just love what you just said, you know, because um, one, it's like, I, I, God, where should I go with this? It's like, <laughs> well, first of all, I just love that the fact that you reflected on you because you realize that you're a co-creator in mm-hmm. that whole yep. thing, because we're all co-creating in whatever happens whether we like it or not (laughs) we are co-creating it happening whether you participated or you sat back you're you're still creating it and i can tell you like you know really when i started doing that personal development work and i looked back on that first my first relationship and like how i let that happen to me it was hard i was just like now in a part of the program we had to like call the person and like make amends stuff like that it was mm-hmm. it was i was just like 
I ain't fucking calling this person. Like, what? This person did all this to me. And it was like, right. it doesn't matter. Even though that person did what they did, said what they said, you're, this is about you setting me, about setting myself free. It's about you setting yourself free. Right. Forgiveness, making amends. Mm-hmm. And I remember making that phone call. It was like the biggest relief of my life because I stopped being angry at yeah. him. I stopped being angry at other people because of that relationship because I didn't realize that I was angry after that right. relationship. Yeah. I was so angry and I was punishing other people. <laughs> if there was a sign that was remotely like that person, I was just like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. it, it just, we just don't realize how that the past lingers on into the next oh into the next, into the next yeah no absolutely and this is why you know it's so important and i really mean it it's just kind of like i'm in this journey of uh inner uh work and i really mean it when i say it and that's where the vulnerability comes in like you have to accept it and you have to also go through it so to touch base i'll tell you my past self what i did is we were going through all this and I also told you already that I was that person, uh, you know, like I will not, I need time to talk. Of course, you need time to talk. Everyone has that different way of communicating. Right. But if you keep ignoring it for a long time, it becomes a pattern, it becomes a habit. So you're constantly in that freaking cycle all the time. Um, then what happens is there's no one to reach out to. So it's like, it's like pattern. You don't talk. It becomes a pattern. Then you don't want to reach out. Or if you reached out to someone, your guy friends, they said like, ah, oh, come on, let's go grab a beer. Ah, oh, come on, man, man up. It's all good, man. Right? That's that's what we guys do. We are really not opening up, even with our yeah. good friends. And then what happens is, you're going to find something that gives you company. Addiction. Yeah. Yep. Substance abuse, alcohol abuse. For me, it was alcohol. Right? Um, I was not completely alcoholic, but I would say that there were times like I was literally consuming a lot of alcohol, even in my head. I'm like, what the hell I'm doing? But I couldn't control it because I'm like, I need to drown this pain. I need to somehow self-medicate myself so that I can just go to bed at night every day. Wow. Um, And then that's the past. And this is what I said, like, I like to look at the past and keep my own scoreboard, but I also want, I don't want to forget my mistakes because if I do that, I'm not going to be able to move forward because I'm going to again be able to do, I, I probably will do the same mistakes again. So it's the everyday, everyday journey, you know, uh, that you got to like every day, like we vacuum our house or clean our everything. You have to do that every day with yourself. Reason is, if you don't, there will be Let dust again. That. Boom. <laughs> you right? vacuum and dust. You do. Right. You, you yeah. got to do it every day. It's as, as crazy as it may sound. And, and, and I love what you're saying. And I, I want to add something to what you're saying, how you were talking about, like, you know, you couldn't call anyone. And when you call someone, those guys say, okay, man, let's have a beer. And going back to the a core belief about yourself is that you set your life up that way. Like mm-hmm. you end up picking people who are just ex- exactly like you. You don't have to be vulnerable. Yep. You don't have to share yourself. And they too are going to like say those things to like not deal with it. So then you end up like feeling alone right. and then you consume. 
all right. you know one of my best friends used to, I, I just i don't know how he 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 tells me he doesn't know how he's alive he was like he used to drink a liter of vodka every day straight and i was just like for like five years and i was just like wow you know yeah. he in so much pain um that he just needed to medicate just to just to, yeah. he needed to drink just a function because he drank so much the night before that he needed a drink to actually sort of pip him up right yeah that's that's used to be me like three years ago you know like for a good three four months that's all i've been doing um uh, and that's that's it's just a cycle that you just cannot get rid of and finally i kind of and i'm glad that i have some friends that were open to listen to me right so that helped a lot and then finally i'm like okay you know what i need to change i need to either stand up i need to figure things out and or just walk out and that's what i did uh we tried counseling uh and all that and it didn't go very well uh you can keep working on yourself but at the at the very surface level at the very fundamental level you cannot change someone else i really believe in it no matter how you do it you cannot change someone else they have to do their own work so i completely yes separated myself and i started working on myself i'm like i'm going to work on myself and i'm going to go back to who i was and we'll see where this goes and this is where we are um and i'm in a completely separate different journey at this point that i'm not going to let my pain go waste wasted you know i'm not going to waste my pain at this point uh and i can keep holding grudges and trust me we we are human beings so there are things that will come back and forth but i have tools that i i read i read like one or two books a month now and i have my passages like i actually go to every day it's a go to passage like i read it every day to keep myself my ego in check because it's the anger the upset the, the every emotions that we're feeling it's just nothing in our heart our heart is really if you if you listen to our heart that's where it directs us but the ego is like the other guys like yeah no you got to be angry it's all them i'm like no i get it that's on them but i need if i need to move on if i need to work on it i need to work on myself so it and to, to a point where it's not even uh forgiving or it's not even forgetting it's about just understanding the behavior that if i keep dwelling on it i'm not going to be able to move forward right so and uh, this is one of my favorite quote is uh it's just like uh, you know from the celtic and uh what is it oh i read rory down actually see much study much suffer much that is a path to wisdom right we all find wisdom in pain so it's up to you to waste it and completely go the other direction mm-hmm. and drown yourself addiction and all that or you can actually choose like hey how can i make this pain work for me and others how can share it it's it's social doubts you know i'm actually um relistening uh to a book called thinking or rich the black choices oh. uh, a remix oh, yeah. of um the original thinking or rich but they have you know mm-hmm. it to like brown skin people um and i'm in a part of the book which i you know and i was just like oh my god like i really learned this lesson i and i 
something that I tell the, my clients um, as well. Um, he says, you know, like he said, he, he gave an example of in the, the depression. He was like, you can see the depression, like the depression that happened years ago in the whole world. And like, like, this, like I'll use an example, the pandemic. You can see this pandemic as a disaster or an opportunity. It's all perspective. And he was like, if you see this as a disaster, then all you're going to see and get and receive is more of it. And, and he said, if you see this as an opportunity, you're going to see where the opportunity is. And I remember when I, uh, I was going to like marry this, this guy, the last person I was in and, you know, we broke up. It was really hard. And, and I remember, I remember the, when I met him, I said to myself, no matter what happens, I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to learn from this experience, whatever mm-hmm. is here to teach me. So yeah. I remember, like I was in Miami. Well, we were in New York, but I was going home to Miami for a vacation. I remember sitting in the car, like every day I was like crying about this whole breakup. But anyway, uh, I remember sitting in the car and I remember this question. It was like, what, what is this experience teaching me about myself? And then boom, everything, I was like, holy shit, like how much I've learned to love. Like, even though he, he did, he, he wasn't abusive a person. He, I mean, he had to deal with his own abuse and his own relationship. And that mm-hmm. was, he hadn't done the work. Like what you said, like you cannot change anyone. They right. have to do their own work. And he needed some do, to do some work because previously before me, he was in a, a, a verbally abusive relationship. When he met me, he was like, what's wrong? Like, why are we arguing? Why aren't we like, I was like, do you want to fight? Like, why do we need to fight to be in a relationship? Like, it's okay right. to not fight. It's okay. Right. Like, have, we have good communication. Like, what's like, it's like when you've been abused so long, you used to like, this is the way it is, you know, right. and when you meet somebody that can teach you. Um, and a lot of the times when somebody who's used to being that way so long, when they meet someone who's good, they're like questioning, judging it, and they can't trust. So he was yeah. like, I, I just like, I don't think I'm the right person for you. And I was just like, okay, you know, you know, and yeah. then, and that's when the whole, he told me about the abuse and I was just like, I had no idea. Um, but asking that question, like this, this breakup or, you know, your divorce is an opportunity for you to grow in, in, in every, oh, yeah. every situation. The, yeah. because without, um, I would say, quote unquote, without disaster, without, um, Connell, Connell West had this quote that says, without struggle, there is no growth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically the thing, you know, um, is, and it, talking about you crying in the car and, uh, you know, like the day of my divorce, I mean, geez, I mean, I literally was crying, uh, in front of the judge. Like, I was like, Oh my God, what is happening? I didn't even try. I was just like a basket case. Right. I was like, what is happening? And yeah. I was literally moving off the camera, like, ah, wiping my tears. And I was like, ah, what's going on? Right. But then I did realize the other day, my past self, my past self would drink myself all day after mm-hmm. that, right? because I'm, I will try to ignore it. But one thing during my self-healing over the last five, six months is like, I realized, and I actually wrote it down. I don't know. One day I was just thinking, it's like, sometimes you just have to worship your pain. Literally oh, yeah. worship it. You, you literally have to 
just go into that. Spend some time there. And literally, I gave myself, and before even the day, I knew it, it might happen. I gave myself literally 48 hours. I'm like, you have 48 hours. You have 48 hours. You do what you want to do. And you're not going to, you're going to, you're not going to abuse anything. You're not going to touch anything. You. <laughs> yeah. But you will be vulnerable. You, you will admit your weakness and you will just be, if you need, feel that you need to reach out talk to people do it if you feel like all you need to be is alone and that's all i did for 48 hours i, I, I was just it. by myself i love that you said that you know it's like you know it's, it's it's so interesting you brought up for me like i remember in this breakup or, or also i think in the beginning of this i don't know why i had this conversation with myself about this relationship that i was getting into and i was like okay no matter what if we break up, I'm not, because I normally would hold it back. I was like, nope, because my first relationship, I didn't cry. And I think I cried maybe once. And I told a friend of mine that he was like, you're cold. And I was like, well, I, I, I was like, why am I cold? Because I didn't cry. And because I'm used to like, you know, that old pattern as mm -hmm. a boy, like boys don't cry, boys don't do this. Right. You got to suck it up. And I was so used to hearing that and I was like well what would happen if I don't if I don't suck it up like I was just really curious yeah and I remember the day we broke up I, I texted one of my best friends he called me he's like are you okay you know he's like are you like did you cry I was like no I haven't cried yet and I remember sitting outside of this like I was uh I was like why well, I need a drink I did have a drink and I was at this Mexican restaurant had some tequila and I had this feeling, I was like, you need to go home. And I, I wasn't drunk, I just had a drink. And I was like, mm -hmm. I think something's going to come up and I don't mm -hmm. want to be out in the streets. <laughs> and so I got home, I did have some, got a bottle of wine, I was just sitting there and I was like, listen to music. And all of a sudden, I was like, cry, like this, I think a song had played and it just like the floodgates open and I literally cry like almost like 30 days straight. And, yeah. and at one point I was like, well, what's happened to me? Like, why haven't I stopped? Because I can feel it coming on. I, I, I just, I just knew when it was coming on every single time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I had did some research and I was like, I was uh, actually reading um, Psychology Today. I think it was either Psychology Today or Tiny Buddha. Uh, and it was in the first thing it said to do at the breakup, it says cry, both articles. Mm -hmm. It's like, because they, in, in the biggest thing that I didn't realize that crying is letting go. And yeah. I was like, oh, like I'm letting go and I'm not holding on because yeah. that's what I used to do before. Because if I hold on, I know that's going to bring on resentment, anger, and all these little nasty feelings that I don't want. And I don't want that. I don't want to be that way to that person because he was a really good person. Right. And, I, and I definitely don't want to take that into the next relationship because I know how that's going to be. Um, and so I was like, okay. And then they all would say what you said, like give yourself a due date. And, yeah. so, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a due date because I don't want to be a mess for three months. Right. So, it's funny that do that came from because uh, I attended Tony Robbins, uh, you know, like I'm a self-improvement just like you. So I attended Tony Robbins seminar and um, he said about this 
whole thing about negative thoughts and whatever it may be. And he would literally, and it's, it's, it takes practice, right? I'm still not there yet. As I said, like there are, there are times I'm still angry, still bitter, but I always trying to get back to that ground, grounded position. Um, and Tony Robbins were talking about like, okay, even if it takes you three days or four days, now try to work on it. Like, okay, I'm throwing all of it in clouds. Now you have 90 minutes or try to take it down to 90 seconds. Literally, that's what he talks about. And it takes practice. I'm still not 90 seconds yet. Trust me. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that's, that's, that's such a powerful tool that you are just like writing your goals. I feel like that's, that's one thing that that's goal. If you don't have that, then it's an infinite. It's there in you. Yeah. And you need to give that time frame to say, this is it. This is all the time you're getting. Do whatever you want to drink, go drink. You want to do this, do this. But this is this is your time, and I'm giving it to you. And it's yes, yeah, also giving yourself permission to feel what you feel, go through what you're going through, and it's a part of your healing. It's a part of just um, it's just a part of the cycle of going through what we all go through, and yeah. giving yourself permission to like. Just and it's also honoring the the, the relationship. I I I lead, I lead said and done, and I'm only saying this, you know, because the woman who I said it with, she wrote a book called Conscious Uncoupling, and um, in one of the uh, Hawaiian um, cultures, what they do is when a when a couple gets divorced, they have a ceremony, and yeah. they say the things that they appreciate about the relationship, and they, and they right. thank each other for being that on the journey of that relationship and they send each other off into their separate ways and the man he he drives her to the airport and they do a final goodbye a final thank you they, and they say thank you for being in a relationship with me and honoring me and it was a privilege of being with you like i was just like holy shit that's a different way of like so <laughs> I, I did that. that because i i unconscious coupling i took this course unconscious coupling um and on mind valley actually and uh, that's oh, with, with Catherine. Yeah, yeah. That, she, that, that was my coach. <laughs> oh, really? That, that, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. So I took that course, and I remember she said specifically, even if someone has ninety, your partner had ninety-seven percent of the fault. Yep. You guys I don't care. Three. You gotta take that three percent. Yep. That's all you need to work on to move on. That's your con- unconscious coupling, because otherwise, if you don't then you are bringing everything to the next one. Yep. Um, so what I did really, I mean, uh, and it's not a brag, it's just like that's part of the routine. That's part of uh, my healing process. That's what I did. The day, the day we got divorced after the Zoom call or after the, you know, like everything. And we, we got divorced on Zoom call. Uh, new times, I guess. Uh, I literally... <laughs> uh, but I already ordered that the night before. Uh, I sent her a, a bouquet of flowers. And I said like, thanks. And uh, I, I think I wrote, we love like crazy. We fought like crazy. We lost ourselves in the middle. Uh, cheers to the end of us. So that's that's my part of healing that thank you for all this time. And of course, if anything, in my case, every time I look at my son, he reminds me of good times. Hmm. that's the best thing that ever happened. So I cannot 
be all negative. So I'm, that's where it comes from. You have to understand as part of a healing journey, like, hey, okay, it's time to move on. But what really good came out of it? I won't give up anything that happened to me. Because at the end of the day, I know we have this together. We're going to co-parent this beautiful soul. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's so much important to really work on it than just be constantly being this uh, spiral like you know as the song lyrics say like it will hate will get you uh, every time right mm. and that's that's your choice like you, you want to keep hating or you can uh, you're going to keep loving you know and i feel like you know uh, love is always the answer no matter what uh, it will right. be hard but hey you, you, you know keep trying what you just said too is powerful too like in research says in, in every single motivational person every coach every person that is making a difference in this world always says this there are only two emotions in the world love or fear yep and you have to discover which one you're in when you're who you're being are you are is what you're saying coming from love or is what you're saying coming from fear? Yeah. Are you exuding love right now? Or are you be in a state of fear? Yeah. And that's it. Like, if you can really start to, you know, one of my best friends, again, you know, I, I love him for like, introduce me to um, this book called <coughs> The Universe Has Your Back. Cause she really goes into that love or fear thing. And like, if you can keep it that simple, you will, it'll open up so much things for you. Yeah. Um, because there's derivatives of fear and derivatives of love, but it all goes back to fear or love. And it, it really, you know, it, even in conversations, this is what I, I love about this man who I have in my life. Even if like in conversation, we'll, he will say, well, is that coming from love? Or is that coming from fear? Like he'll challenge me, not in a way of like, mm -hmm. It was, you know, kind of like brawlic kind of, you know, way. Right. But he's being an example of love by asking that question. So I mean, right. I have to examine my behavior. Um, is that love or fear? Like, where, where is it coming from? I said, like, uh, yeah, you know, and like, I have to like refocus myself in order to come from that place. Cause I always want to come from that place. Even with the people I coach, even with the programs I have, even with this podcast, always want to come from that create from that from that place right no i mean that's 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 probably it at the end of the day uh that's that's what matters and listen i mean uh, every relationship will go through arguments and fights and all that uh and that's where we need to be careful about and also we also on the other side i feel we also need to be careful about like is the other partner asking too much about changing the other partners in terms of their authenticity, their principles, and if you if you if you if you are constantly trying to change to meet other person's needs, to a point where you're losing yourself, that's where you need to stop and ask yourself, hold on a minute, like what's going on? Because at the end of the day, if you change yourself, at the end of the day, your other partner eventually will not like you because now you're a completely different person trying to be someone that you are not, and you will falter. Every time you'll be like, and then you will start questioning yourself. So, so you turn bitter. So it's kind of like a spiral. Yeah. And, well, and then well, the, the, yeah, well, or the vice versa, where if you're trying to change that person, 
then that's you have to look at why can't you accept that person for who they are and who they are not you know yeah and and i think the other side of it is also i will say is apart from uh there's love and then there's a biggest thing in my thing is like honesty and a partnership is partnership but at the end of the day you are each other's best friends and if there's a issue if there's a issue with that that's when you know like yeah i mean if your partner cannot open up to you or if they're hiding something and you find that out and and that's what i said like in the beginning like you know our ego says like nah i mean you you okay because they we our ego doesn't want us to feel hurt they were like yeah. it's on them and then you need to look into yourself so that's that's probably the two biggest thing you know love and honesty i mean it's if you really keep it simple in a relationship that's basically all that matters uh yeah. just as long as you are honest with each other um so Yeah man, I'm really like we I mean we've been talking for a long time. I'm about to do a part 2 yeah. on this. Uh, <laughs> I know, that's what I said like you know the very first day we met I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I mean we have lots yeah, to talk about." Yeah, we have to do a part 2 cuz I do want to finish what we have here, but I'm just just quickly like, you know, like for any man out there listening that like what are some steps that they can start to really learn how to look within and start to like um become who they've been to start to be who they really are. Yeah, so the first step basically is it's it's not nothing special that I did. First step first step is acceptance, right? You really need to be blatantly honest to yourself. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say who am I? Uh, literally, I mean what I had become. Is this who I am? Is this something that I'm I like? And that's exactly the discussion me I had with my partner. that look i mean i feel like we are not being authentic to ourselves that's literally the discussion i had one night we sat down and said like and i cannot be anything but authentic i cannot wear this mask and go around pretending that i'm someone else uh because i'm not this person uh and i'm not going to just hide behind it and accept what's going on so Yes, these are the hard decisions that we avoid, but some of the hard decisions needs to be made if you really want to show up and want to leave a legacy if you have a kid, if you have kids, even if you don't have kids. You're doing a disservice to your partner because at the end of the day either you're going to have some sort of addiction or you will you will go and uh have some sort of uh outside uh, affairs or whatever you want to call it. And, and uh, I really love what yeah, and I really love before you go on like because otherwise if you're not authentic then you end up wasting your time in a relationship that <laughs> you could yeah. be in a relationship with someone who has been for you and not someone who is not for you so right. it's like you know and conversations aren't easy they they never are no matter no how much i i remember like writing down what i wanted to say to the person i wanted to break up like going over my head scenario scenario right. talking talking it out talking it out like it's never going to be what you want it to be you just have to just get this shit out and open and right. get it in open and for me it was very easy because you know like growing up i'd always been a rebel it's more like i never really kind of conformed to society's norms and all that and even in india growing up like i felt black sheep of the family because i never really cared about what other things too much about <laughs> me um so these these conversation comes very easy for me uh but 
coming back to your question of first things acceptance really ask yourself not your not your partner not your friends sit down and ask yourself like is this who i am really and the second thing is once you find out either or or uh then i would say reach out reach out to people who you think that will listen and not just listen they will give you sound advice for me it was a couple of my friends uh finally and then um really my counselor and one of my another thing is books books are my friends <laughs> i mean just i read so many books uh and i'm again as i said like just and then books and then also uh mentors uh when i i call them mentors because you know i read i learn from them like you name them pretty much everyone uh tony robbins jay shetty you know like just the real like i i just gouge myself like literally listen to every motivational video every day uh and then learn uh you really have to not just listen or not just read and reaching out to people and all that but you also have to be very open to learn about it because if you're not you know like then then the whole point of all this work is gone yeah and then don't beat yourself up like and then try to see if you can have one small win every day it's hard it's hard to go through a trauma and focus on good things and you think like oh when do i get to that but instead of doing that if you just go tomorrow just to be my old version on becoming something i'm going to do this which i haven't done in years and that can be anything i'm going to be straight up honest no matter how bad it hurts i'm going to straight up honest with someone i'm going to stand up to my views or i'm going to show some sort of uh good gesture to my partner if you haven't shown it right um so once you start doing that you will and it's just a consistency and once you start doing that you will see you are getting a getting into a pattern constantly that now you start feeling a little bit better about yourself and once you start getting there then you're like okay now it's on a roll you're constantly moving the needle right um so that's basically you know that's 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 all i did so that's 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 basically my journey so far and uh, start creating the mindset of leaving really just pushing down the ego trust me i came came up so many times i'll be the first person to admit it during the whole process because that's just how it is you know divorce is ugly uh any kind of breakup so sometimes it just like goes up and up and down but at the end of the day you still have to understand like okay stop you have to have that awareness to it do i really want to be here and be that guy or do i really want to just be authentic to myself at the end of the day you still need to look yourself in the mirror that's what my dad used to say i still have that in my mind all the time growing up so no matter how much i can fight and how much all this at the end of the day if i if i'm not happy looking at myself in the mirror what's the point of my existence zero Yeah, I really love everything what you said. We're going to have to like probably talk about the, the rest of this in a part 2. Yeah. Uh but I I just love I mean 
divine. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I am very, very honored. I'm very, very humbled to share all this with you because that's exactly being vulnerable. You know, like that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's exactly the platform's gonna be about. That come and share. It's okay. No one's judging you. It's not. It's there's no shame in it. So, yeah. I'm going to ask you a couple questions before we go and okay. ask everybody. So what does a life of love mean to you? Life of love. Uh, absolutely uh, honest and being authentic. And I feel like two best friends coming together and lifting each other, growing with each other and find a balance of each other's weakness and strength mm-hmm. and not make not put down the other person it's always lifting each other up yeah. there will be times there will be trying times but that's the whole point you 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 have some weakness your partner would have some weakness but that's where the love comes in if you want to lift up when your partner is failing and vice versa so really i mean to me it's, it sounds very uh, romantic and i am a very romantic person in that, that way um so yeah that's that's basically what life of love is and how do you get out of your own way uh get out of my own way comes down to awareness every day take an inventory of what you what you are doing not what others are doing what you are doing every day going to bed before you going to bed see how your day went you wake up and that's what i do um i meditate i journal a little bit how my day uh went um and if there's something that i i'm again small win like what do i want to win today i just do one one it can be just as simple as ah i'm feeling lazy i don't want to work out but i work out or I don't want to take my dogs for a while. Okay, I still need to take the dogs. For a while. Uh, so once you have that awareness, and once you have that inventory every day, you will realize like there are things that you are doing that's stopping you. So then you focus on that, and most of it comes down to your our limiting beliefs. So, just yeah. being being aware of being aware of how you're spending each day, and I I really take each day at a time. Before I used to think like, oh oh my god, like I need to do this. I don't have money. I need to make sure you know six months down the line I want to do this and all that. And I'm like, man, I mean, even though I, I would tell myself, ah yeah, I want to I live in present, but I was really not living my authentic self because I'm like, yeah, I tell people that I live in present, but I'm really not in my head. Yeah. It's always there. <laughs> so now. I, I feel like I am at a point where I really just trying to live live every moment, every day, and that's basically once you have that inventory that how you are spending, you you will start seeing that there are patterns that you just know that it's easy to it's a small stuff that we create this and that it's like oh and then you're like oh I need to just move. <laughs> and let that, just come in right so that's what i did with my platform right because i was like oh no who am i to talk about all this it's like everyone has a story everyone every, every you never know how your story can impact someone's life 
So yeah, I'm like, once I understand that, I'm like, that's it. I'm going all in. So. Yeah, it's also you stepping more into like your vulnerability and more being courageous of who you are. You know. Yeah. Um, and last question: What is the biggest thing you are learning about being a dad? Oh, <laughs> no, what's a lot of patience. Okay. What are the biggest things you're learning about yourself by being a dad? Okay, uh, that I need to be more creative in terms of uh, keeping my little one entertained <laughs> because that's that's one thing that I've I think I've grew leaps and bounds over over last three months uh, since I, I kind of living by myself is um, it's it's easy to fall in a pattern okay this is this is the time he goes to nap this is the time he eats and it was more of a project now I don't even follow anything I mean I follow his overall routine but just like us he's like he's, like, he's a human so I just kind of like go with the flow I'm like yeah, and that's fun because that's helping me to be more present, to be in in the moment. Like, yeah, okay, we don't we don't need to go home right now because it's your nap time. Hey, I mean, if he's going and we are walking on a trail and it's one thirty p.m. and he normally goes, he used to take a nap. I don't care. Let's go. He can fall asleep in the car and then we can I can come home and put him to bed. But. Uh, getting more creative getting more creative and i'm loving and loving the journey because it gives me so much so many ideas and i literally uh gonna be announcing something pretty soon and i think like it's gonna be i'm gonna create an initiative um uh, that um dads <laughs> can do with their kids so okay yeah. all right all right that yeah. yeah and where can people find you online um, I still haven't had a website yet, but I have my Facebook page up. Uh, <laughs> I literally just did it. Uh, dads and deadlifts on Facebook and then uh, dads and deadlifts on Instagram. And then of okay. course, we'll, I'll be launching uh, next week my podcast on dads and deadlifts. Yes. Well, Rish, this has been <laughs> so great. Yeah, they could talk forever. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and um, yeah, oh, this I, just, great. I just really appreciate you and um, what you're doing. Uh, you know, so Thank many you. men are—I don't want to say use the word need, but uh, we need more men like this out here to like really challenge and disrupt the norm. Uh, yeah, what's been out there? Because what's been out there. <laughs> it's clearly not working right now. It is I'm not working. I mean, it's working. I should not say. I should not say it's not working. It depends on people to people. But again, um, my message is to people who wants to, right? Like, right. if you if you are very happy who you are, hey, good for you. I have full kudos for you. Uh, but if you're not, then yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Um, we'll chat soon, and I think absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Have a great Friday and have a great weekend. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.